0: It's the Last Call podcast with Chris Michaels. And gosh, what an exciting day we've had today, especially with the Twitter files. But first, I wanted to go to the Western Journal. Everybody missed it. Bombshell Mike Huckabee announcement the Supreme Court could flip the 2020 elections and boot Biden and Harris all together. Now, this is probably not the first time I've heard of this case it's out of Ogden, Utah. But it is the penultimate version of what a long shot is. The Supreme Court has agreed to he- to a hearing for a case that could conceivably please consider this the longest of long shots, Huckabee said, overturn the election of 2020, throw out all the legislatures, legislators, not sure, uh, who voted to certify the results and leave them ineligible to run for office ever again. Even for town dog catcher. And the argument that the plaintiffs are making is that 388 lawmakers named in their court filing took an oath to support and defend the U.S. Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Yet they purposely thwarted all efforts to investigate. Allegations of fraud, whereupon this enemy was not checked or investigated. Therefore, the respondents adhered to this enemy. So, what they're saying is there was a process, and these lawmakers and legislators were not abiding by their oath of office which is to investigate all enemies foreign and domestic they're not saying whether or not the election was valid whether or not the voting machines worked or didn't or had information pumped into them or drained out of them none of that kind of uh, behavior this is all about holding the elected officials accountable to their oaths of office and so he continues by saying during this proceeding over 100 members of U.S. Congress claimed factual evidence that said the election was rigged. The refusal of the respondents to investigate this congressional claim is an act of treason. A successfully rigged election has the same end result as an act of war. Now what's extremely interesting about all of this is that you've got people like Mike Pence and Kamala Harris involved in this lawsuit and you also have the notion that if they are able to make this happen, that means that all of these people are done for. And it means that Biden potentially isn't going to be around for much longer. Now, what's extremely interesting about all of this is that the Supreme Court is hearing this case. And they rushed it through through a peti- uh, via petition. And they are hearing this case on the two-year anniversary of january 6th supposedly so this is very 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 interesting timing with all of that uh so we'll see what happens let's see what happens it could be anything it could be nothing could be something extremely interesting now all of you at this point have heard about that football player damar hamlin as you know, Chris Michaels is probably ahead of the curve. So I'm going to make my prediction now. I'm going to predict that there this involves the shots in some form or another. I do not know how. It could be the typical uh, typical process that we've been seeing, which is the shots exacerbate issues that people have already in their system. So if somebody has a dormant cancer or a beaten back cancer or something like that. They get inoculated, and then all of a sudden these cancers pop up and ravage their systems all over again. It's like the immune system is turned off so that all of this starts to come back. This was on Dr. Drew and Dr. Joanna Aiken. In my experience, now, before I even actually talk about this, uh, everybody, as soon as this started to happen, as soon as as Damar Hamlin on the football field collapsed... Immediately, all of the pro-vaccine people came out and said, this is not the time. I don't want to hear any anti-vaxxer rhetoric. This is just not the time. Now, like I said, the the overwhelming majority of these people were pro-vaxxers. So what else happened in that time? Immediately, other Uh, other pro-vaxxers started to float this condition called comodio cordis. I think, comotio? I don't know. (laughs) Comotio, It almost sounds like Horatio. Comodio cordis. Now, what is comodio cordis? Uh, Cordis, you know I hate these words, where a blow to the chest at a precise moment interrupts the electrical cycle and stops the heart. And those trying to tie this to the vaccine are just horrible, horrible individuals, all of these people are saying. Now, Dr. Joanna Aiken on Dr. Drew's show. In my experience with Commodio cortis, they are flaccid immediately. In other words, the people that suffer from this just drop, and they flop over. This was not that, said Joanna. This was stood up, the guy, uh, Damar, stood up, walked, and then down, just fell down. Backwards. So, in order for us to believe that this was the case, one, we would have to assume that all of the pro vaxxers are now suddenly being honest. Two, the odds of somebody suffering from that particular condition is worse than a rounding error. Liz Wheeler, one in five thousand young men have heart issues from COVID vaccines. Yearly commodia cortis cases, about 15 15 out of 350 million people, 1,598 athletes' cardiac arrests since January of 2021, and 69% of those were fatal. An average athlete, cardiacs before vax, was 29 years old. So obviously there is something else going on here. I do not buy that story in any way whatsoever. All of the people that started to pump out this Commodio cortis rhetoric, I'd sincerely like to see their tax returns to determine whether or not they are on the take ...from some kind of media agency which is in turn taking money from Big Pharma... ...if not taking big money from Big Pharma directly. So do not believe these people. This deserves an honest investigation. And just because a bunch of talking heads came out and said, no, this must be it... ...you should not believe them. Don't give these idiots the benefit of the doubt. They've been manipulating you and gaslighting you and shaming you and intimidating you for three plus years now all of a sudden we're going to give them a free pass absolutely not if you think that this person on the football field in top physical condition suddenly suffered something that about 15 people out of 350 million people suffer from I've got a bridge to sell you so the New York Times is even dumber because you've got this reprobate uh altman mara altman she decided to pen a missive to everybody about what it is going to be like in the future and guess what happens in the future we need to make sure that tall people no good no good so we need to re-engineer society so that we can have shorter people now if you go to her bio myra altman she writes about now this i'm reading from her page so that i why anybody would take this this just shrew seriously is beyond me I write about issues that embarrass me like chin hair because I have found that putting shame on the page diffuses stigma. My favorite thing is when a writer writes to, a reader writes to me and says I have chin hair too or hemorrhoids. What Nobody cares, sweetheart. Nobody cares that you have chin hair or hemorrhoids or that. Stop with this nonsense. And the New York Times just loves these types of people. And then she continues with Oh, I have eight best selling Kindle singles. Thanks for coming, my first book, which follows me on an adventure to find my orgasm. And also, Gross Anatomy Dispatches from the Front. And back. I would wonder why you have hemorrhoids if you're dispatching in the back, sweetheart. And so please, and oddly enough, right, she has a master's degree from Columbia Graduate School of Journalism. And oddly enough, she lives in San Diego. Her and her hairy chin, more than likely feet and armpits to go along with the chin. Uh, yes, so she's going to tell us what... Americans, and humans need in the future, and that is lowering their height. Mating with shorter people, that's what she wants. Lowering the height minimum for prospective partners on your dating profile is a step toward a greener planet. She even cites in her article that somebody even restricted the dairy From his son's diets and only allows them minimal sugar in an attempt to limit their growth, saving them from the ills of height. This is child abuse. Why are you denying a child certain foods? You're ridiculous. And then she argues that shorter people are inherent conservationists which is more crucial than ever in this world of 8 billion. And if we kept our proportions the same, but were just 10% shorter in America alone, we would save 87 million tons of food per year. Not to mention trillions of gallons of water, quadrillions of BTUs of energy, and millions of tons of trash. I mean, just stop it. Please, You're just mind-bogglingly stupid. And how the New York Times would hire somebody that is as brain-dead as Miss Altman is beyond my comprehension as a human being. You're going to start basically forcing children to have eating disorders because of some bizarre, more than likely fetish of yours, being that you write about your hemorrhoids. That you need to have smaller people? And this is your argument? I mean, this argument is just as bad as if somebody were to tell you that Putin was funding Zelensky and the neo-Nazis just so that he could have the ability to invade the Ukraine. That argument is absolutely ridiculous, too. It's just as bad as we need to mate with short people and starve children so that they don't grow as tall. Oh, my God. These people are so... Like, how do you... How do you if you saw this person and they came up to you and said this? What do you do? I mean, do you just walk away? Do you laugh in their face? And being that she lives in San San Francisco, San Diego, whatever it was, San Diego, I mean, you could only imagine the harumphing you would get if you just laughed and scoffed at her. Whoa, get out of here! You and your hairy chin and your hobbit feet can go take a hike. So yesterday I've said. That January 6th was a big deal with somebody by the name of Ray Epps. I brought up Ray Epps a long time ago. If you look across social media like Twitter, maybe YouTube, probably Rumble, maybe even Odyssey, you will find Ray Epps in a Trump hat Big guy from Queen Creek, Arizona, all across Washington, D.C., basically egging people on to go inside the Capitol building. He was doing that on January 5th. He was also saying this kind of fiery rhetoric on January 6th. And we find out that this individual, which I assumed, by the way, Mr. Epps, former FBI, former, in quotes, because you do not really leave those kinds of agencies. You probably become a 1099 and a consultant, in quotes, after you leave the CIA or the FBI. So please, Mr. Epps, do not try to run that up the flagpole. So this is from Zero Hedge. Ray Epps, the uncharged man identified. Remember, Ray Epps... Wasn't on the FBI wanted list for January 6th, even though he is videotaped multiple times in multiple locations saying that they need to go inside the Capitol building and take back liberty or freedom or whatever it is. On Janu- uh, identified as a key instigator behind the January 6th Capitol breach for telling people to storm the Capitol, and he said in a text message to his nephew that he orchestrated it. He orchestrated January 6th. Dinesh D'Souza. Dinesh is a jump ball. I don't necessarily trust him. He tweeted on January 6th, and he was citing January 6th committee documents, Ray Epps texted his nephew, I was in the front with a few others. I also orchestrating it, orchestrated it, referencing January 6th and going in there. Epps told congressional investigators at that point on January 6th, I didn't know that they were breaking into the Capitol. I didn't know anybody was in the Capitol. I was going back to my hotel room. Even though Ray Epps was seen in video, smiling, laughing, like, oh yeah, we did it, we got in there, we're going to really get our freedoms back. This is the kind of person that just went scot-free. How come nobody has gone after Mr. Epps? Why is this person allowed to go free? Revolver Magazine or Revolver News Meet Ray Epps, the Fed-protected provocateur who appears to have led the very first 1-6 attack on the U.S. Capitol. Revolver also determined and will prove that the FBI stealthily removed Ray Epps from its Capitol Violence Most Wanted list on July 1st, just one day after Revolver exposed the inexplicable and puzzlesome FBI protection of known Epps associate and Oath Keeper, Leader Stuart Rhodes. Ray Epps appears to have worked alongside several individuals, many of them suspiciously unindicted, to carry out a breach of the police barricades, which we find out through video, there really was no breach because they just let them in. You cannot break through those magnetically sealed doors at the Capitol building unless somebody flips the switch and lets you stroll in. The other important Hard to take from that revolver article is that epps was seen with other people epps was taken off of the fbi most wanted list they are protecting him they are protecting other individuals why because the fbi had people embedded in the january 6th rabble rally this was a fifth columnist effort to hijack what was going on. This was a way to make sure that Trump was drummed out of that White House illegally. And there's no difference between this and a treasonous, seditious act. And they're protecting Epps. And they're protecting another individual there that was around that area on that day. And I would think uh that former uh general flynn might have some answers that we'd all like to hear out loud live maybe through a twitter space about what he was doing on january 6th so from the gateway pundit ray epps january 6th interview reveals that he had dinner at a, uh with an arizona acquaintance on the night of january 5th and epps told him to storm the capitol On January 6th. So why is this person once again free? Halfway through the Epps interview transcripts, uh, Kurtzinger and Schiff need to explain what motivated them and staff to question him like defense lawyers questioning their client questioning Epps. Basically what happened was Epps spilled the beans in this January 6th interview. And so Schiff and Kurtzinger, Kinzinger started to steer him in a direction that would leave him all scot-free, leave him a little space so he wouldn't incriminate himself or anybody else on the seditionist side. So in the text messages, it's brought up that... Uh, going into the capital tomorrow, question mark, Epps's explanation. Oh, I was just trying to calm everyone down. That's not what the videos show. It shows that you were trying to ramp them up and, ra- and just ravage the area. Probably shouldn't have said it, but I'm the kind of guy who likes to make sure everyone's safe. Not according to those videos, Mr. Epps. It looks like you are none other than an agent provocateur. Kinzinger and company. Roger that. Moving on. Oh, hey, and that phone call Epps received earlier on January 5th from that guy. He met one time at a VFW in Arizona, but didn't remember who he was when he saw him in D.C., even though he had dinner with him again in, in D.C. It's nonsense. It's all nonsense. So what? The, what is? how do you click all of that? How do you piece all of that together? Basically, Epps was meeting with another coordinator at dinner. Of course, Epps doesn't know who the guy is. He's just some other spook that works for the FBI or the CIA or is a contractor thereof. And so what do they do? They have dinner. They pass things across the table. They handshake. They wink. Maybe they even rub a little ankle together. But the point is, is that they are communicating in one form or another to orchestrate the events that occurred on January 6th. Why isn't anyone investigating this further? That's the real issue. Now, what's even more damning to Mr. Epps' argument is that who is his lawyer? ray epps's attorney is john w bill i can't pronounce this one blishak b-l-i-s-c-h-a-k guess what mr blishak was an fbi agent for nine years makes sense now that epps was removed from the fbi's most wanted list doesn't it because you have somebody that worked for the fbi that probably still has contacts within the fbi Representing you, who more than likely was doing something for somebody else that worked within the FBI. Also you, Mr. Epps, who also worked for the FBI. John and Andrew Blishak's website reveals the father and son are in the law practice together. So you can only imagine what's going to happen with Mr. Epps. Nothing, because it's all coordinated behind the scenes with various agencies running interference so that we could never ever ever get the truth of what's actually going on i'll get into the twitter files releases tomorrow uh because matt taibbi dropped two large ones basically matt taibbi came out and said guess what fascism exists chris michaels was right Russiagate was a hoax, Twitter was censoring people, and Twitter was getting its orders from the federal government. That's what was going on. And also, I don't know how many more times I could say the word also tonight. uh, I will get into, uh, you know, no, I won't actually. I was going to get into more Damar Hamlin stuff, but I already said what I had to say on it. Uh, Go to Alex Berenson's uh, Substack. And he wrote an article uh, basically saying the same thing that I said. How come all of these people know it's this insanely rare disease and not a side effect of something else? Uh, Immediately they knew that was it. Uh, So that's what Alex Berenson said. It's still a good article. You should read it. Skim it. It's not that long. So that's going to be it for me. And tomorrow, like I said, I'm going to get into the Twitter files and possibly other... Items related to the Ukraine and Russia, but Twitter files are on the top of the list. As always, you can like me, find me, share me, Last Call Caravan on Instagram, Twitter, and Truth Social. And make sure if you do, share me, hashtag Fuzzball Nation. That's it. Stay beautiful. Stay fuzzy because you folks are all part of the Fuzzball Nation.